Hello, I'm Gavin Giovannoni, and I'm doing this uh, MS Selfie newsletter on a relatively common problem um, that is a complication of high-dose uh, steroids. The case study is that of a 39-year-old male who had been on interferon beta and had relapses and was switched to alemtuzumab. And about three months after his second course developed ripe hip pain and two months later hip left hip pain. And by the time he saw or was referred to an orthopedic surgeon and had an MRI of the hips, he had bilateral avascular necrosis with collapse of the hips. And he uh, is going to have to have hip replacements now. Um, he wasn't made aware uh, that avascular necrosis, uh, which is due to change in the uh, internal environment of the hip that actually stops the blood supply uh, reaching the hip joint, which causes it to uh, undergo ischemic, ischemic lack of blood supply and, and, and necrosis, in other words, uh, collapse. Um, this is not an uncommon complication in, in the sense that uh, some estimates suggest that it's somewhere between 1 in 100 and 1 in 1,000 people who have high-dose steroids get this. Unfortunately, we don't know how common it is in MS, uh, and I've got a handful, I'll say about five or six people that I can recall off the top of my head that have had anastomosis necrosis uh, and multiple sclerosis. Um, I looked after a patient very early on in my career when I was still a senior registrar, a trainee. Um, the patient was Ian McDonald's, who just after one course of steroids, and that was three days, one gram, uh, intravenously developed bilateral avascular necrosis of the hips. Uh, this particular uh, patient um, got it after two courses of alemtuzumab where we give steroids to prevent the infusion reactions. And we, did, we do use high-dose steroids. Um, 500 milligrams daily to, to prevent that. So these are complications. Now, the problem is he wasn't told about this. And to be honest with you, it's often not discussed. And I did a training program for our Pan London uh, re neurology registrars, and I went through the diagnosis um, of, of relapses and what can mimic an MS relapse and the treatment. And I actually spent some time discussing the things you've got to tell patients before starting them on high-dose steroids, particularly if you're going to put them on steroids that are prolonged. But with high-dose steroids, you always got to warn patients. Uh, first of all, if they've never had it before, you can actually get an anaphylactic or anaphylactic reaction to the steroids. This is rare, but it probably occurs to the incipients whatsoever's in the solution that makes up the steroid dose. The important one is that it actually affects mood. So a small number of people, around about 1 in 25%, get quite severe depression. Uh, which is an issue, but more likely it actually buzzes people. They get an elevated mood and you can get hypomania and even psychosis. And we've had a few people had to be sectioned because of steroid-induced psychosis. So this is really a, an issue. Obviously, if you're diabetic, it puts your sugar out of control. It can cause hypertension. Uh, and if you go into long-term steroids or um, we'll get frequent doses, you can get osteopenia, thin bones, and osteoporosis, which is a big issue. So that has to be discussed. And then if you go into long-term steroids, you have to have your blood sugars monitored regularly and your blood pressure monitored regularly as well. And you have to go on to therapies to protect your bones from becoming thin, and we call that uh, osteoporosis, osteoporosis prophylaxis, depending on your age. Uh, it's usually uh, a biphosphonate, an oral tablet. Uh, Alendronic acid the ones that's used most commonly. 
but also vitamin D and calcium supplements uh, are indicated. So there are lots of things you need to be told. Now, the thing about avascular necrosis, in the early stages, you may not have any symptoms, but as the disease evolves, you will experience joint pain. Um, it may be very mild, and then later on, as the joint crumbles, it gets a lot worse when you start weight-bearing or moving that joint. And then the pain may become very severe and cause uh, typically arthritic-type pain. The important thing about diagnosing it early is because the other hip may be at risk, okay? and uh, the idea would be to prevent the other hip from being involved. So this is why people who have a high-dose steroid should be told about the risk of avascular necrosis. So if they do develop hip pain, uh, they can get it diagnosed quickly so they can prevent it from occurring bilaterally. And that's the real message today is you need to be aware of this complication. Now, there are other risk factors that are, may or may not be relevant to people with multiple sclerosis. So, you know, people who are smokers or drink excess alcohol are at higher risk. It's also linked to trauma to the hip, sickle cell disease, certain types of cancers, particularly leukemia, blood cancers. Uh, it happens in decompression illnesses. Gouch's disease, gout, people with HIV infection, it occurs uh, in association with pancreatitis, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, radiation therapy to the hip, other chemotherapy agents, and also occurs in organ transplant, uh, solid organ transplants, particularly kidney transplants. That again is due to uh, steroid-induced um, um, uh, and the other immunosuppressive therapies these patients uh, are on. I have put a link into the NIH health information sheet around avascular necrosis, so please be aware of that. And I've put up a little image of a, a CT scan. Now, what you've also got to be a remember is just a plain x-ray of the hip. Uh, it doesn't usually diagnose it early on. The hip looks normal. You have to do more detailed imaging, either with a CT scan or MRI scan, to make the diagnosis. So, you know, if you are aware of this complication, don't just accept the plain x-ray. Just say to the person, be it your family doctor, the A&E doctor, whoever you see, that... You may have avascular necrosis because you've developed hip pain after steroids. Uh, you need more detailed imaging, and the, uh, and the reason is to prevent the other side from uh, being involved. And what some orthopedic surgeons is they drill a core into the hip, uh, which basically decompresses that hip and prevents it from happening. Now, avascular necrosis usually affects the hip because that's the most susceptible based on its blood supply. It has a single artery going into it. But it can affect other long bones, like the top of the tibia, for example, or the bottom of the femur, for example. Um, so be aware of pain occurring in other joints as well, uh, as uh, and bring that to the attention of your uh, team if you do develop it. Now, you may have heard about people who are on biphosphonates to treat osteoporosis, getting a vasonecrosis of the jaw, which is a rare complication. That's a completely different condition, and it's not the same as the avascular necrosis or that occurs uh, in the hip on a high dose steroids. Um, uh, and so when we put people on biphosphonates, we normally warn them about if they do develop jaw pain uh, to bring also to get that looked after, looked at quite urgently. Um, actually, there is emerging evidence that people who have a vascular necrosis of the hip, actually biphosphonates are a potential treatment. There's been a few number of small studies showing some benefit. Um, but it's not widely used as a treatment for avascular necrosis. So this particular individual, um, it's unfortunate that he wasn't told about this. So his condition was uh, misdiagnosed or delayed diagnosis. So he now has to have bilateral hip replacement, which is problematic. 
I have put up a small case series of five patients, and I think the message from the case series that were published is that almost all of them, actually all of them, had delayed diagnosis. And I think the reason for this is we don't think about it, we don't tell people with multiple sclerosis about it, and so we've got to think more broadly about complications. And I think in future, um, you know, all healthcare professionals prescribing high-dose steroids should be aware of this and make their patients aware of this uh, potentially uh, reversible or preventable complication. I'm very interested to know your experiences. You know, when I did a survey on our blog about uh, six or seven years ago, 75% plus of people with multiple sclerosis who had received high-dose steroids hadn't been told about this complication. And I would, in, would imagine it has not much has changed. Uh, I'd like to know if you've been told about it. Uh, and the other thing I would like to know is whether or not you've actually experienced it yourself, just to get some uh, feedback from you, or maybe you want to share your story with us uh, about how you presented and how it's been managed so we can learn from each other. Uh, please, if you have been affected by this uh, or have questions, please ask questions uh, on the MS Selfie site and uh, let's learn. Um, I'll also please encourage you to uh, subscribe. What tends to happen with my subscriptions now, they're falling off. And the reason is people subscribe using an annual subscription. And when it comes up for renewal, they don't renew it. So if you do find MS Selfie helpful, uh, please continue your subscription if you can afford it. I'm not saying you should. everybody should be paying subscribers, but I'm relying on the paying subscribers to support this initiative long-term. And I have lots of plans in the new year for this um, initiative. We want to launch our website, and I want to start the teaching course. And uh, to continue this uh, requires resources because I don't have the bandwidth or the time to do it myself. Uh, and obviously, I have to hire somebody, or I'm hiring two people at the moment, and that takes uh, that I need resource for that. And so, if you are a paying subscriber, I'd just like to thank you. I appreciate it uh, very much. <laughs>